So a lot of people, they would say to me, how on earth did you find the bravery to do the kindness diaries, which is the circumnavigation of the world? How on earth did you find the bravery to hitchhike from the Eiffel Tower to Red Square in Moscow? Because I've done a lot of that kind of stuff. And during COVID, it hit me that bravery, and this is my definition and what I talk about in the book, Go Be Brave. Bravery is speaking our truth, whatever that truth may be. This is the Own It Show, where we tell stories of how everyday people made ownership theirs. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Own It Show. I'm your host, Justin Rothling, chauffeur. And if you guys are new here, I really encourage you guys to go check out the 200 plus episodes that we've run because we've had some amazing guests. We've had some amazing solo podcasts that have not just provided information, but also frameworks that will motivate, inspire, and create aspirational steps for you to take ownership in your life because we know that success and the secret to success is invisible. It doesn't make sense to anybody. Nobody really knows what it is, but when we get exposed to enough things, we try enough things and are willing to lean in and try something new, we don't ever know what the outcome is going to be. And so I couldn't be more excited about our uh, today's guest because when you think about the world that we live in today, it can be so confusing. It can be so negative. It can be so overrun with just, it can feel overwhelming and very dark at times. And who we're about to bring on today um, constantly looks to inspire the world with his message of kindness and hope. And the more that we've seen him do this, and you've probably seen his work, um, he's got a show called The Kindness Diaries that uh, airs on Discovery Plus. But he also just leans in and has really exposed himself to talking about what does it look like to be an adventurer? What does it mean to be fearless? What does it mean to become wise? What does it do mean to be really live a life that's magnificent? And we'll talk a little bit about his new book, Go Be Brave, about what that really means and how he's been able to do that through his adventures. And I couldn't be more excited to uh, bring Leon onto today. So Leon, thank you so much for taking time to be on the Own It Show. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited. So I, I'm curious, what caused you or what was the precipice to say, hey, I'm going to go put out content, be a creator, be a filmmaker that highlights kindness and hope? It's a great question. So uh, I used to be a broker in the city of London. And on the outside, I had everything you could ever want. But on the inside, I had pretty much nothing you would want. Uh, by that, I mean, I was very depressed, a lot of anxiety, really not in a good place at all. And I stumbled across the movie, The Motorcycle Diaries, which is a romanticized version of Che Guevara traveling around South America, relying entirely on the kindness of strangers. And to cut a very long story short, I had an epiphany in that moment and decided to quit my job and to start traveling around the world, relying on the kindness of strangers. And I hitchhiked from Times Square to the Hollywood sign. I hitchhiked from the Eiffel Tower to Red Square in Moscow. And it kind of all culminated in me buying a vintage yellow motorbike, um, calling it Kindness One, sort of like Air Force One, but a little bit yellower, and driving it from Los Angeles all the way around Earth back to LA with no money, no food, no gas, no place to stay. All I had was relying on kindness. I couldn't accept money. It was just um, generosity and love. And that's kind of the the short version of how I ended up here on your podcast. However, many, many years before, 
I had been uh, viciously bullied for many years, and I, I think it all started from there. And I had this one teacher who would look at me in the eyes every day, and she would say, I believe in you. And I never forgot her, and I never forgot how she made me feel. And what she was doing, really, as I look back, is she was making me feel valued. She was making me feel like I had a sense of purpose, and she was being kind. So that's a long way to answer your question. But uh, that's how I ended up uh, sitting here today with you. I, I I love the answer. And to be honest, and I'm I'm sure I'm speaking for all the listeners out there as well, I want to know more about the stories that you accumulated over this journey of taking this, this motorcycle around the world with no money, not taking in any money, but simply operating through the kindness, generosity, and love of strangers. What did you, A, learn on this journey? And two... What are some of the most like instinctual stories or the experiences that you have that just stand out farther than anything else? So what I learned was that ultimately we are all the same. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean is at the base of our humanity, irrespective of color, irrespective of how much money we have or how much money we don't have, at the base of our humanity, we are the same. We want to be seen. We want to be heard and we want to be loved. And that crystallized for me when I was in India. I was in the slums of India. I spent a few nights there. And I remember waking up in the morning and seeing this lady kiss her two kids goodbye for school. Now, if you've been to the slums of India, you'll see that on the outside, there's so much poverty. Yet on the inside, there's so much love. And as she kissed her two kids goodbye for school, I realized that her love for her kids is exactly the same as our love for our kids, we are the same. And many people try and make us feel like we're not the same. Yeah. All you have to do is turn on the news to see that every single day. And some of the most important journeys, experiences that I had on this journey were, I remember one I was in Pittsburgh and I was going up to people and I was saying, can I stay in your house tonight? And they were saying, no. Okay. I get it. All right. Who am I? Some random man who's coming to ask you to stay in his house. I understand. I went up to this one chap uh, who was uh, in a park and, you know, he he looked just like, you know, very, very normal. Um, and I said, can I stay in your house tonight? And he said, look, I'm really sorry, but I'm homeless. He didn't look homeless. I was about to walk off, feeling a lot of shame, just asked a homeless man to stay in his house. But then he turns around and says, but you know what? If you want, you can stay with me tonight. I'll feed you. I'll protect you. And I will give you some clothes. And that is exactly what happened. Intuitively, I had this urge to stay on the streets with this fellow. I felt he would protect me, which he did. Uh, he gave me some clothes and he gave me some food. And he taught me two profound lessons. Lesson number one, kindness is free. Irrespective, once again, of how much money you have or how little money you have, kindness is free. If Tony, a homeless man, can be kind, then none, no one listening to this podcast has any excuse. And the second thing that he taught me, was that true wealth is not in our wallets, but it's in our hearts. Now, does that mean that I'm telling you to give away all your money? No, of course not. Make as much money as you want. Be as successful as you want. But the truest of wealth is how we show up, how we make people feel valued, how we make people feel like they matter. And I'm not suggesting perfection, right? I'm not sitting here saying, oh, as the kindness guy, I'm always kind. I'm always like a superhero of kindness. No, that's that's not how it works. Sometimes I'm mean. I remember there was a kid who who I, I give school speeches and this kid put his hand up and said, Mr. Leon, 
have you ever been mean? And I was like, oh, no, inside, I'm going to have to lie to the child. And then I thought to myself, you know what? No, no, you're not. You can tell the child the truth. And I said, yes, of course I've been mean because I'm just like you. And sometimes I have bad days and sometimes I do bad things. But that doesn't mean that I can't stay on the kindness wagon as often as I can. So those are kind of a few stories from the journey. I mean, I, I, we could be on this podcast for like the next 29 hours if I told you all the stories. But that is, to me, one of the most beautiful stories is Tony, the homeless fella. And actually, I forgot to say, in the journeys, we gave unsuspecting Good Samaritans a life-changing gift. So with Tony, uh, we put him in an apartment and sent him back to school. He always wanted to be a chef. Wow. That's a... <laughs> Get emotional just thinking about that. That's to be honest with you, what you, that that part that you just left out of. Oh, by the way, we gave each of these kind people, these great Samaritans, a life changing experience. What was Tony's response to that when he ultimately found that out, or when you ultimately leaned in and 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 uh, revealed that to him? I mean, he started crying, of course, because this was an opportunity for him to, you know, recreate a life for himself. But Tony would always say to me, Leon, you changed my life. And I would always say the same thing. No, you changed my life because he opened up my heart. I slept on the streets for 10 hours. He'd been doing it for years, 10 hours of sleeping on the streets with a homeless man who had a heart the size of Texas. What a beautiful, beautiful experience. He gave me more than I gave him. And that's the truth. That's beautiful. Have you been able to keep up with Tony to see how that's impacted him for over the last little bit since you've since you've kind yes, of leaned in yes, and done that? Absolutely. I mean, look, Tony and I were friends for many years. Um, and sometimes, you know, he would call me in a great state and a great place. And sometimes he would call me not in such a great place. Um, I considered him to be my friend and I loved him. Um, a few years back, unfortunately, he had a heart attack and then he died. Uh, but his legacy lives on. To me, Tony is the kindness diaries. He is the epitome of everything that we did on that show. It is his soul and his goodness and his kindness. And again, was he perfect? Nowhere near perfect. There were times he would call me from prison. There's no perfection. But his heart and his desire to be kind and his desire to share goodness was there for all to see. It's amazing. I absolutely love it. Something that kind of comes up and bubbles up inside of me with something that you had mentioned earlier is that kindness is not perfect. Kindness is not, we don't expect perfection, but rather you have to be, you have to choose what you're going to be consistent in. Are you going to be a consistent, mean, rude, angry person? Or are you going to be a consistent, kind, loving, and caring person? And when you choose what level of consistency you want to be at, consistency does not mean perfection. Consistency means that you're willing to try. Consistency means that you're willing to listen. Consistency means that you're willing to put in an effort and willing to be obedient to what you're being called to. And I think oftentimes as human beings, we get this, we get infatuated with perfection and um, we we get scared of even trying or get scared of even trying to be consistent because we think that it is perfection. Whereas what you just spoke about is just by choosing to try, by choosing to lean in, by choosing to choose differently and be kind and be loving and be generous and be open, you have the impact and the opportunity to change somebody's life in a profound way. It doesn't have to be that you're putting them in an apartment and get, sending them back to school, but it can be that you can maybe just smile at somebody and you can 
take a look and warm somebody's heart who's having a bad day, but you don't actually know why. It could be the person that honked at you from behind. And instead of flipping them the bird, you just smile and wave because you didn't know that they just got fired from their job and they're on their way to the hospital to see their mom for the last time. You don't know what actually is going on, but in actuality, when you can choose to be kind, when you can choose to be consistent that way, it can have a profound impact on your life. What does, how, how does that like hit or lie with what you were kind of saying? Look, to me, kindness is a win-win. If I'm kind to you, you're going to win, but so am I. Mm. Some people say that true kindness is, is, is like pure selflessness. Well, maybe, but if you're selfless and you give something, you are still receiving something. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like the Dalai Lama. Do you think the Dalai Lama gets benefit out of being kind? Yes. Mother Teresa, did she get benefit out of being kind? Yes. Do I get benefit out of being kind? A hundred percent. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love that. When you were on your journey and kind of going through this, I'm sure I think a lot of people they they glorify or they they put it up on like a pedestal of like, oh, that trip must have been so good. You had like this cushy way of kind of making yourself get through. It was like you had these cameras following you and documenting the whole journey. And yes, I'm sure there was like difficult times, but it must have been a really hard thing to do. It must have been a really hard trip to make. What were some of your most difficult moments? Was there a moment where you wanted to quit? Was there a moment where you're like, there's no way I can continue? Was there a moment where you're like, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but there was just this provision that happened and was able to create immense learning for you? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I wanted to quit the moment I, I was in my house about to leave to start the journey. There were many moments I wanted to quit. I also did it from Alaska to Argentina in the middle of winter. And it was like minus 30. I had winter, super winter clothes on, right? But I was still frozen and uh, in a 50-year-old beetle that was, you know, should never have been in the Alaskan wilderness. Uh, but it was. And I remember driving down the Alcan Highway in the middle of winter, which is basically sheet ice, right? Uh, and, and, and having like a mini moment. This was on like day, I don't know, two or three or whatever it was. Having a mini moment and, and saying to myself, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to yourself again? Why? Why are you in, in Alaska in a 50-year-old car driving 12,500 miles to Argentina? And I got out of the car and I heard this voice and it said, you're doing this so that people watch the show and are inspired. And I had no answer to that. I was like, fine, you're right. Let's drive to Argentina. So, you know, there've been many lessons, many moments. I, I, I always say that uh, travel is the school of life. We get to learn so much by going out into the world, by meeting people. Uh, I'll tell you a little story. So I go to a, like an energy healer and um, right next to her office, there's this guy. Every time I go, all he's doing is staring at a computer screen. I have been to this energy healer maybe 20 or 30 times. And every single time I see the guy doing exactly the same thing, staring onto a computer screen. And, I, and I'm like, is that how we want to live? Surely there's more to life than staring in front of a computer screen, than watching Instagram, than being on Facebook, than binge watching TV. All things I've done, right? I'm not saying I haven't done them because I have, but there's so much more than that. And most of us have become fixated on this one small 
kind of part of life, which is important. I get it. We need to pay our bills. We need to pay our mortgages. We need to send our kids to school. We need to put food on the table. I get it. But there is so much more to life than one small sliver. I love it. It's, I I feel that often, and even as you're talking, where we may have the best intentions, and especially as entrepreneurs, business owners, we get bogged down in the moment and we get bogged down in like the what's exactly in front of us. And I had somebody say to me, probably not six months ago, they said, if this is something that you're going through that isn't going to bother you in five years, don't spend more than five days on it. If this isn't something that's going to bother you in five months, don't spend more than five hours on it. And if it's not something that's going to bother you in five days, don't spend more than five minutes on it. And that kind of had a really profound mind shift towards it because there's so much that as as entrepreneurs and executives and uh, uh, business owners that we stress about, that we sacrifice the everything, the beauty that's around us for, for the computer screen that you were just talking about, or for the sleepless nights, or for the disintegration of our family time or from our health, that it really ends up costing us at the end of the day and changes the landscape of what we're doing. And if we can just reshift the way that we're thinking and be so grateful for the moment that we're in and the beauty that's around us and be willing to be the the catalyst to being kind, the catalyst to being grateful, the catalyst to being generous, it's amazing how those gifts continue to give back to us in a multitude of ways and shape or reshape the moment or the experience that's right at our fingertips. Absolutely. And look, I'm not suggesting that people turn off their computers and don't work. If that's your passion, great. Go for it. I'm sure that it will create something magnificent. But there's more, right? That's it. That's all. There's more. When you were when you were going on this journey and you were starting to experience this, was there any point in time that you experienced the opposite of kindness, the opposite of love, the opposite of generosity? Sure. All the time. People would uh, reject me all the time. The amount of times that people said no, the amount of times I was shouted at. Yeah, absolutely. We don't live in a Pollyannish world where, you know, Leon, the author of Go Be Brave, the kindness guy comes on and says, oh, all you have to do is be kind, be brave, and everyone's going to be kind to you, and everyone, everything's going to fall into place. and." Hallelujah songs are going to come down, raining on you and all it will work out. No, that's not the world we live in, right? So bad things happen. Just turn on the news. Bad things happen in our lives. People are mean. People are worse than mean. People do terrible things. That's life. But good things happen too. Why not concentrate on that? as much as we possibly can. That's all I'm saying. This isn't oh, Pollyannish. It's it's so good. What was the and and this is for a lot of people out there who are, are experiencing that. Cause I think there's a lot of times, especially now where it feels like we're always running up against negativity. We're always running up against stress. We're always running up against overwhelm, anger, frustration, bitterness, and there can be just like dark clouds. And so what did you start to do or what strategies did you start to implement that allowed you to overcome those fears, those anxieties, those rejections, those, uh, the anger and hate that you were maybe met with to flip the switch so that you could continue to A, believe in humanity, but B, also show up in that way for yourself. All it takes is one kind person to change your day. All it takes is one person to be able to speak your truth to. All it takes is one person to feel safe with for everything to change. 
And that's what I would do. And that's what I do today. A lot of the people I meet may not be particularly pleasant. They may piss me off. In fact, they do. But I keep on going until I find that one person who hears me, who I feel safe with, and then all the badness melts away, right? I love it. Leon, what is what is your what is your mission? What are you currently striving for? What are you currently trying to do in and, and create in this world? So a lot of people they would say to me, How on earth did you find the bravery to do the kindness diaries, which was the circumnavigation of the world? How on earth did you find the bravery to hitchhike from the Eiffel Tower to Red Square in Moscow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Because I've done a lot of that kind of stuff. And during COVID, it hit me that bravery. And this is my definition and what I talk about in the book, Go Be Brave. Bravery is speaking our truth. Whatever that truth may be, if it's an emotional truth or it's a situational truth, maybe you're in a relationship you don't want to be in, maybe you're in a job you don't want to be in, to speak our truth. And when we speak our truth, things change. My truth all those years ago was that I didn't want to be a broker. Some people may want to be a broker. That's fine. That's that's their truth. For me, I couldn't imagine sitting behind a desk for the rest of my life. So I finally had the courage to speak that truth. And from that moment, slowly, slowly, my life started to evolve. The moment of quitting my job was really the tipping point. The first moment of speaking my truth happened when I was 15 years old that I can consciously remember. As I mentioned, I was being bullied viciously for many years. And I remember never telling anyone. And one day it got too much. So I had to make a decision. Am I going to go into my mother's room and tell her the truth? Or am I going to keep on going down this road? I decided to tell the truth and to share my pain. And she took me out of that school. But had I not done that, who knows what direction my life would have reached. And that first moment of speaking my truth all those years ago when I was 15 led to speaking my truth about leaving my job, led me to making the decision to go and circumnavigate the world, led me to sitting during COVID and having the epiphany that I needed to write a book that would inspire others to speak their truth and ultimately to live magnificent lives because the truth had been spoken. Whatever that truth is, right? Emotional, business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's kind of how I'm here today. When you have people who hear the message, speaking their truth, diving into it, but yet also have a fear of leaning into their truth or don't know how to find their truth or um, are unaware or just disconnected from it, how can they go about finding that and getting reconnected with it? Sure. That's a great question. So one of the adventures in the book is called The Truth Diary, right? So you go... You buy yourself a journal, you call it the truth diary, and you write whatever your heart feels, whatever you need to say into this truth diary. No one's going to read it. It's just between you and your truth diary. That first step of letting your truth out in a 100% safe environment will then, God willing, inspire you to find a person to share that with. And then from that place, you can start making it a bigger part of your life. Each small little baby steps to getting it to a place where you are actually fully emboldened by your own magnificence because you spoke your truth, you shared your truth, you lived your truth. 
And look, your truth is different from my truth, right? But it's yours. And if you are living from that place, everything changes. I love it. It's it's so true. And I, there's so many countless stories in my life where I lean back into what it is that my calling was, knowing what my truth was, knowing what was like truly being, I, I call it almost like a spiritual frustration internally that there's something stirring. And until you speak it, until you say it out loud, until you meet your truth and say, yeah, you know what, this is really what it is. And this is where I need to go. You continue to live in that turmoil and that tumultuous circumstance. And so I can, I can relate and feel that really heavily for, for somebody who lives in ownership in such a great way and somebody who has been able to write books on it and experience it and document it, what would you say is your definition of ownership? I would say that my definition of ownership is bravely standing in your power. I love it. And living from there. We truly are such powerful beings. Um, and I think we highly underestimate that. Matthew McConaughey says he purposefully lives without saying the words unbelievable because everything is believable. The evil in this world is, is believable. The greatness in this world is believable. And we're capable of so much more, both good and bad, than we can actually comprehend. And it just becomes being willing to accept that and lean into that. And so I think that that bravely standing in your power is um, is an unbelievable definition. Where can people find more of you, Leon? Where can people get access to the book? And where can they watch more of uh, the content and shows that you're putting out? So they can watch the show, The Kindness Diary, season one and two on Discovery+. Plus, and they can buy the book, Go Be Brave, which is here. Go be brave. Go be brave in any bookshop in America. I Love think. It. Amazon, Amazon, go to Amazon. <laughs> I love it. it. Amazon has everything. Um, we'll uh, we'll put that in the show notes, guys. We'll give access to Leon's handles uh, through social media as well as uh, where to back, where to grab the book, uh, where to watch the show. And uh, to be honest with you, as you guys go forward, it's it's a funny world that we live in, and a place that we all obviously just need more support. We need more love. We need more consideration for everything that we're doing and more kindness. And when you come at it, I want you guys to understand that you could have everything on the outside, but you could have nothing on the inside. You can be empty and be living a life that you're wondering, why is this the case? Why isn't this here? And if you're truly honest with yourself, there might be this stirring inside of you. There might be this, this feeling inside of you. And really when we come down to it is that's your truth wanting to get out. That's your calling that you're meant to lean into. It could be situational. It could be emotional. But bravery, as Leon said, is speaking your truth, is leaning into that and knowing that we all are at the base. We're all the same. We all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all want to be loved. And that you can be that person. You can be that leader. We know that leaders go first. You can be that leader that leans into kindness because kindness is free and true wealth is in our hearts. And knowing that all it takes is for one kind person to change your day, be this person. Because as Leon's teacher said to him, I will say to you, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in everything that you can do. I believe in everything that is inside of you. And we know success is different. So own your different. And we'll see you guys next week. 